Once upon a time, Barbie decided to record a podcast with her friends. And she decided to reflect on all the movies she'd made over the years. This is that podcast. Hey, I'm Eric. I'm Carrie. And this is Barbie as the Podcast Princess. Uh, welcome back to episode two. We wow. made it. We've come so far. We really have. Uh, and this might be a regular release schedule, which will be, like, that'll be the miracle, is if we can get it out uh, in a regular anticipated time. Fingers um, crossed. Uh, Carrie, I'm already hearing the Christmas bells ringing for today's yeah. episode. Oh, they've been ringing for a couple weeks now, um, but they're ringing extra hard today. Um, yes, I am very excited about this episode. Um, it's my second favorite of the Barbie Christmas movies. <laughs> um, so Second favorite of the Barbie Christmas movies. Exactly. <laughs> okay. um, but it still is pretty high in my list of like all the Barbie movies. Um, it's Barbie is a Christmas Carol. Which, uh, yeah, I think we talked about this last time. You told us that there were, like, what, three Barbie Christmas yes. movies? Is that right? Yes, there's three. Okay. So I want to open our episode with Barbie uh, in A Christmas Carol, which is, like, a new change. Um, my question is, does Barbie ever, like, is Barbie ever Jewish? Does Barbie ever do a Hanukkah? Not Does Barbie engage of. in Yule? Or does Barbie only do Christmas stories? Um, I believe she only does Christmas, which, I mean, maybe that's because, like, Barbie as the actress, like, she celebrates Christmas, so she doesn't want to, like, act in stories that are not true to her identity. Um, oh, you, you mean in-universe. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> Got it. Yes. Sure. Barbie the actress. Right, um, of course. But also, yes, Mattel, you can... You can expand your horizons a little bit and do non-Christmas related holiday movies. Um, yeah. So I was wondering whether or not there would be any like Barbie news. I figured like a good way, like I wanted to know like, oh, is there anything about this movie now? And as far as I can tell, no. It's dominated by Barbie Nutcracker. Yes. That's all there is. Barbie Nutcracker information. It also took me a while to find the Barbie Twitter account, which I feel like is a mistake. Hmm. Um, but uh, uh, the I, we haven't watched the third one yet, obviously. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to, like, stack these. I know you really want to do Nutcracker this year, I'm assuming. I do. Um, it's important to me. I want to do just, Nutcracker every year. We'll have yeah, an I was going to say, maybe year. we just keep redoing these. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, he, uh, you know... I don't want to spoil things, but I really liked this one. This one is great. This one, I think, okay, so I had very few, like, plot holes or, like, I don't know, big questions about this one. I think just because the story is already, like, pretty solidified. Um, like, we all know what the Christmas story or Christmas Carol story is. We sure thought that for Rapunzel, didn't we? <laughs> well, sure. But they they didn't take as many leaps with this one, I think. So, obviously, this is a Christmas Carol. Uh-huh. 
there are some pretty, I think, actually important fundamental changes, but the story itself is the same. Like, yes. there is a person who needs to be taught a lesson, and they're visited by four ghosts, which, by the way, during, I've never realized that until I watched this version. I don't know why. It just didn't occur to me. That that's like a good ghosts? trivia question. Yeah, that's like a good bar trivia question. I guess because everyone doesn't count the first ghost for Anne. Everyone slash... forgets about Jacob Marley. Exactly. Yeah, but that's like a good, I feel like that's a very good trivia question. I keep it in your back pocket to impress Okay, nobody. will do. I'll keep yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes, person needs to learn a lesson. They're visited by four ghosts. They help them learn the meaning of Christmas. And by the end of it, they are better people. Yeah. Same basic story mm-hmm. with again like i think some actually really key and weirdly interesting i can't be about to say this like i'm gonna front load this episode mm-hmm. i think this might be one of the more interesting christmas carol adaptations i've seen whoa hey <laughs> <Yeah>. now okay <laughs> i can't believe it like Go i mean off. a lot of it is just nonsense barbie but also I don't know. The, like, I, I, it's more like the execution of it all is like I'm not really paying that much attention to. But the concept of what they're going with was actually kind of interesting in a way that I feel like most adaptations. At a certain point, I just don't know how else you can keep doing Scrooge as an old Victorian rich man in that story. Yeah. Like you're not really providing anything new. And I think if you've seen the super classic one that I always forget the name of, if you've se- well, obviously it's called Christmas Carol, but I don't remember who's in it. If you've seen the Muppet Christmas Carol, if you've seen the Jim Carrey one, and if you've seen the animated Disney one, you've pretty much covered your bases. Like, there's just not – I just don't know what else you could gain from doing that version of that story again. Right. This one actually kind of mixed it up, but I appreciated that. This one slaps. I think it's – I mean, it's the best one I've seen. I haven't seen that many versions of Christmas Carol, but this one's a great one. I'll say that. Um yeah, I think I don't know. Like I well, first of all, I think it's really interesting that this is one where Barbie, the actress, is not playing any of the characters. Um she's just telling the story to Kelly or Shelly, sorry. Um and she's not actually acting in the story, which I don't know why they decided to do that. Maybe just because Eden, the, yeah, the she's not main good, character, right? is not likable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, I just was But they do, they do by imply that. at the end that they're – does she say, are we related? Is that what her sister says? Yeah, she says, like, oh, okay. we must be, like, her descendants or great-grandchildren or something. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Because I was going to say, magic. they do make Eden look, like, fundamentally different than Barbie. Yeah. Right? Like, it's clear she's not Barbie. Is that true? Yes, I think so. Okay, cool. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, at the end there, this is sort of jumping way ahead, I guess, but the end only reconfirmed, like, the way that she was like, are we related to Eden? <laughs> and she's like, maybe. And she hands her the snow globe, and then Spooky. obviously the other gal comes in. Yeah. All that did was reconfirm my belief that I spoke about in the first episode, which is that... I'm kind of moving away from Barbie as the actress and more into Barbie as, like, the eldritch being. Like, she's lived many lives. Yeah. And is either being reincarnated or it's a multiple dimension thing. I don't know. But that was, like, she, like, winks at her and she's like, 
no, I learned that lesson. Like, I was Eden, you silly bean. <laughs> I cannot wait to talk about Nutcracker because that is one of the most <laughs> mind-fucky, multiverse, <laughs> confusing timelines ever. Um, but we'll get there. Um, yes, with this one, I like that, yeah, at the end it's like, ooh, is the magic real or isn't it? Spooky, Shelly. Um, I also love, well, so the intro to the movie involves Shelly, who, um, this is probably the only time I'll ever say this, I'm on Kelly's side, Kelly's character's side. Um, oh, now, wait, 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 wait. Before you go further, you got to explain this to me. When we, we start, I started this movie and I was like, hmm, can't wait. We're going to see Kelly again. And the intro started and it was kind of a cool artistic way to do the intro again with the bobbles. I was on board. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, we meet the little girl, and I was like, Kelly, I swear to God, if you open your mouth. And Barbie, who once again, quick interlude, looking so good. Barbie, yeah, that, hot as hell. That cool deep outfit. V, that uh, side pony. Cool apartment, Damn. cool outfit. And she turns to Kelly, and she's like, Shelly, and I about lost my mind. <laughs> well, who I think is this? Kelly is playing the character of Shelly in this movie. <laughs> but Kelly was Kelly in the Rapunzel one. Yeah. <laughs> it See, doesn't make any sense. That's what I'm getting at. Once again, this makes me disassociate from that's probably not the right use of that. From the original from the them as an actor. Like uh-huh. I don't think they're actors. I think this is another world. Well, yeah, this could be like another version of Yeah. It. I think it, the thing is in all the versions, there's still it's still Barbie playing a role. I don't know how to explain this, but It'll come, come. Yeah, it'll become more clear uh, later when we get to Princess and the Pauper. What I'm trying okay. to explain with this concept. Okay. Um, but can I bring up something really important related to Barbie for a second? Sure. Okay, great. This is about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, actually. So that was a trick. But uh-huh. here's what I think. <laughs> There's like a famous thing in the Power Rangers where. Every, you know, there's like a new series every year and it's a new actors, new character. And every like four years, they do some big special where all the Red Rangers are together. And it's Mm. like a thing where it's like, uh oh, big bad guy showed up. We can't do this alone. Silly Dino Ranger. He can't do it. He's got to go get the original Red Ranger and the other one and the one from the Time Cop one and the other one for the Magic one. And they all get together, like literally 35 of them, and they go do a thing. Um, side note, Power Rangers Mystic Force was my favorite one. So Power good. Rangers Mystic Force is amazing. Maybe amazing this needs shit. to spin off into a yeah, Power okay. Rangers podcast. Okay. <laughs> Here's the real point. I kind of want, for sure, I want them to, like, do this. I think what I want is maybe Barbie Dreamhouse. I don't know. Right. I think Barbie Dreamhouse kind of explores this. I want it to come back, and I want there to be a... Power Rangers slash Endgame-esque like, uh-huh. maybe it's a four episode mini series of like hour long movies. And the point of it is that we bring them all in. Barbie mm-hmm. from every one of the original movies probably because people don't like the new ones apparently. And you bring back the classic villains. Like, guess who's back? Gothel. Guess uh-huh. who's back? The Popper? I don't know who's the villain in that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> guess who's back? Because um, she's poor. <laughs> Eden, but not fixed. Also, here's the drag. Like, all of them. And uh-huh. all the Barbies have to go deal with all the villains. And they have to, like, acknowledge, like, we are Barbie. Like, we are Legion. 
Uh-huh. That's I guess this is just fanfic, but like I really want Barbie the company to I do this. I see your vision for this and I think I want it's it. possible either we write the fanfic and we send it to Mattel <laughs> or done this. you know, we call up our friend Kelly Sheridan and have her bring it to Mattel, you know, we we've got options. Kelly Sheridan back for Barbie this time. True, yeah. Which was cool, except in a much more reduced role, obviously, cuz Yeah, yeah. She's she's only a little bit in it. Uh, and, uh, uh, Morwenna Banks, according to my IMDb Mm. search, as the voice of Eden, who was very annoying most of the movie, which I think is intentional. That's not a slight on Morwenna Banks. she did a great job. Good call. Looking through her IMDb, she was also in Barbie Princess Charm School, which I'm sure we'll get to. That one's good. Yeah. She basically wasn't in another Barbie, uh... But she is uh, in Skins, the British animated show. Of course. And, or not animated show, the British uh, uh, live action show about teenagers who like are bad and stuff. Have skin. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it's about. It's about teenagers <laughs> with skin. Uh yeah, the point being, this is a good one. <laughs> yes. That's the that's the summary. Um back to the intro. Um so, yes, Shelly. I am on her side with this because Shelly just wants to do Christmas at home like they do every year. Shelly wants to stick to the traditions, and I respect that. And here comes Barbie um, just trying to, you know, ruin Christmas with charity and a charity ball that no one wants to go to, Barbie. And um, the, the lesson here is do not let your elders force you to go to events on Christmas Eve that you don't want to go to. Shelly, you need to stick to your guns. I'm against charity. I don't think that was it. I'm against not doing traditions on Christmas. Um, Those are my beliefs. I will stand by that. I Okay, this doesn't surprise me in part because you've already described how you have like a religious tradition of watching Barbie Nutcracker and it brings you to the point of spasms so like (laughs) like none of what you just said is surprising i don't think you're right but i get it i will agree with you though that i am on shelly's side not because i don't think she should go i think if barbie's throwing a charity ball to help poor orphans or whatever Uh then shelly get your ass in gear and go help those orphans because you live in like a mega mansion or at least a penthouse you can go help however however I do think my only point of comparison so far is obviously Rapunzel. And in Rapunzel, Kelly's problem is that she just can't literally like think of things. She's like, she doesn't I don't have original thought. I literally can't think of thoughts. And that's a problem that none of us can solve. Shelly, <laughs> like I get the idea here. She's like, eh, I don't want to go help others. I want to do what I want to do. Yeah, that's a good lesson to solve. However, on Christmas Eve, though, like, girl, yeah, I mean, that's stick that's, to your traditions on Christmas. No, see, Eve. I'm not you on board with the tradition. No, 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 this isn't about traditions. <laughs> I'm not on board with tradition crap. Traditions yes, are I'm meant aware to die. That I'm a horrible person. Here's I'm what I'm wrong. getting at, though. Here's what I'm getting at, which is going to go into how I, it's going to make it sound worse that you're on her side. But I'm on <laughs> I'm on both of your sides. Uh huh. She's a child. <laughs> so I get it. Like, I yeah, understand. Like, I don't think that it's like a sin in the way that this movie, like, I guess what I was expecting, I, I think they actually handled it well in the sense that they didn't push super hard. Like, she's just generally teaching her that lesson. But the way the movie framed it at first 
was as though Kel or Shelly, sorry, Shelly mm-hmm. had made like a really like drastically wrong decision by saying, hey, Barbie, like, you know how you're like a working adult and how I'm a literal tiny child, barely <laughs> capable of thought and like emotional regulation? I don't want to go to what is probably a very grown-up event with lots of grown-up alcohol and tables and music and nothing for a child to do. I would rather stay here because, again, I'm a child. I can only regulate like a child and I can only conceive of the world in the way that you've presented it to me. It'd be super great if we could do that instead. And I don't really blame her. I don't don't think that Barbie's wrong to teach her a lesson, but I don't think Kel or Shelly's off base for like not wanting to go to a ball. I think that's... The, 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 she doesn't see that it's because it's for charity, which is what makes it, like, superior choice, yes. Uh, but I don't think she's wrong for not wanting to go to a ball. I also, I'm kind of surprised that Barbie telling the story, um, like, worked. Because the message, I feel like Barbie was just using the story to, like, kind of make her feel guilty for not wanting to do a charitable thing. And... And that's how she convinces her to go. It's just being like, you don't want to be like Eden who didn't want to help anybody. So you better go to this ball and stand in the corner while I schmooze people. Yeah, I I mean, I get it a one degree like that. I mean, well, let's start here. This movie kicks Rapunzel's ass six ways to Sunday in regards to like, does its message actually make any sense with the rest of the story? And does it land? Uh Uh-huh. Yes, it does make sense. It is coherent. There is a theme and it sticks to it. God, I appreciate that after what happened last time. <laughs> um, I I think like it makes sense in that the final theme is like obviously a you you have to focus on bringing joy to others during this time, especially if you are in a position to do so, because that's the whole point of Eden being like. They don't ever really describe her as wealthy. They keep describing her as popular, which seems to equate to wealthy, which is sort yeah. of interesting uh, and has some weird things to Mattel. I think you need to do some self-reflection. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'm on board of that. That makes sense. She's basically getting across to her like, hey, Shelly, you're a rich six-year-old. It is definitely more appropriate for you to focus on bringing joy to others during this time than to continue to focus on yourself when all of life is about yourself. I'm on board. Wow. Eric, you're really teaching me the the meaning of Christmas right now. <laughs> Where I do think it falls apart just a little is kind of what we both just referenced. Like, it does sort of stick in, like, a general concept of, like, because that's a nice thing to do as opposed to, like, it is your duty as a person who holds wealth. Because it's Mattel, so they're not going to go that far. You know yeah, what I mean? at like, no point are they are either of them yeah. checking their privilege. No, and it yeah, exactly. It definitely does fall more into a general niceness, which uh-huh. eh, I get it. But you know what? <laughs> I appreciate that they stuck to an actual theme. What a breath of fresh air! Yeah. Uh, so this time around, I took some chronological notes. Um, really just to like get my stream of consciousness out there. Okay. Uh, and I thought maybe that'd be a good way to kind of guide us through this. Uh, my first note we already covered, which is who the hell is Shelly? Uh, that was my first note. <laughs> he said Shelly and I immediately went to my phone to say- New character. Who the hell is this? Where's Kelly? Well, my first note is, um, 
when we meet Eden Starling. And right off the bat, Eden is just a classic girl boss. I mean, some people might come in here and, like, call her bossy for doing what it takes to be successful. Yeah, she treats people shittily, and she's a jerk. But you know what? She's a star, and that's what it takes, girl (laughs) boss. I think this is where this episode is where um our audience is going to start hating me because of my yeah. um these are jokes okay okay um I, I to tack onto that idea the note that I made which was this is Christmas Carol but for theater kids this is my literal nightmare <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it had a hardcore theater kid yes. Sharpay kind of like this oh, is sure. my Christmas Carol oh. Sharpay's Christmas Carol. That sounds awesome. I would watch uh, that. Editor's note. I'm going to leave this for myself later. Eric, okay. can you write that down in a notebook, put it in an envelope, and send it to Disney with a stamp and yeah. say, this is a freebie. You Along with our one. fanfic. Yeah, so we, we get to we get to the story of the Christmas Carol, right? And it's still uh-huh. set in Victorian England. They even say Victorian England. And this is where I think already, obviously, the changes start to happen. And I will admit... I was very curious as they were winding in. I was like, how the hell are they going to work in Scrooge? Like, who's Scrooge? <laughs> Barbie's not going to be like an old ass man, right? Like, I just don't know where Scrooge this is going. Scrooge can't be hot. <laughs> so we meet Eden, who's a very popular singer yep. slash also just kind of like a performer. Um, I think she's she's a singer and she like has other acts that are her opening acts but she's the main event so we meet who is going to be our scrooge she's named eden which i don't really understand that but that's okay uh oh ebenezer eden they sure. kind of named her like eden easier nope that's nope, a bad idea that's an ugly name uh, <laughs> she has to have a pretty name she's pretty and then we meet the the rest of our crew which is sort of interesting because there is no Tiny Tim equivalent in the story. Yeah, like, it's it's um The whole Tammy. Cratchit family is just... It's an orphanage. <laughs> ...her workers, and then there's an orphanage. But I thought that was interesting is that, like, in the original, Cratchit is really the only character worth speaking about in mm-hmm. regards to the, the workplace. Cratchit equals Catherine. Right, but in this place, Kath, like, Cratchit simultaneously is Catherine, who I cannot wait to get back to. And also all the other employees. Like, they're uh-huh. all kind of a function. They also seem to function as Scrooge's son, who's or nephew, rather, who's an important character. Okay. They function as uh, uh, Scrooge's nephew's friends who are important. Like, all of that exists within the theater troupe or, I don't know, background people? I have no idea what they are. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was an interesting change. Like, that, that is a really significant shift. And I expected it to be worse, but it wasn't. I think it actually stuck really well. My favorite part are the um, the dancing twins. I, I love that they go everywhere together and they sing in harmony. Yeah, they just sort of duplicated. <laughs> I'd like to think that that was because of budgets where they're like, we can't make another one. So just copy paste that model and yep. we'll, just, <laughs> we'll just do it. Let's see. My next bullet point here says, also our verge of Bob, hereby Bob Cratchit, uh, is not, and then I said fully white, spicy white. She's at least not pale, which is yeah. new. New for As in, Barbie New movies? for the two movies I've seen, which oh, is sure, sure. Barbie Rapunzel and this one. This is our yeah. first not pale character. I, I don't know how else to describe her because I don't know beyond that. 
Uh, but yeah. that seems significant considering that Rapunzel was uber, super duper, sour cream, uh, white, and then also a dragon. I'm trying to remember the ones that came before this. So this movie is in came out in 2008, and so I don't think there are any characters of color in the movies in between. I think this might be the first one. Once I again, Barbie Christmas Carol, absolutely killing it. Um, so yeah, we're introduced, and uh, Eden is her, or no, Catherine is her friend. Mm-hmm. Wink. And uh, and uh, she's like, "Hey, you got to work through Christmas Eve." And they're like, no. And that's obviously what kicks off the Christmas Carol. So she's visited by her aunt, who is one of my favorite characters. Yes, a delight. And also the the voice actor for her aunt comes back in a bunch of the other movies. Stay tuned. I have not looked her up yet, so I was very excited to find out because I don't know who it was, but she was doing a fantastic job in so much as it felt really over the top. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that person is actually British or whatever, she just did a very good job of being, like, really ridiculous about it, and I liked it. It kind of broke a couple times in a way that it felt like it worked. She does essentially the same character in every movie that she's in, and she nails it every time. So, you know, stick to what you know, girl. I really liked her character. I thought she was very over-the-top and interesting um, in, like, a just kind of goofy way. Uh, I also liked that she was a little more of a... Um, it reminded me of the Marley from uh, the Jim Carrey animated version where Marley's a little more like aggressive. Mm, Marley's okay. kind of, less of like a, oh, no, you have to look out and more of like a you got it, like get it together. I'm going to haunt you kind of a thing. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of like that. I haven't seen the Jim Carrey one because I don't like horror movies and that one looks terrifying. Um, so I have nothing to compare it to, but she's great. <laughs> That's a very good movie, but I'm not going to lie. That movie is scary. You're okay. not wrong. That movie <laughs> is, I mean, like as an adult now, I'm okay. But when I saw it at the time and even a little bit after, there's some parts that I was like, oh God. I'm glad I stayed away. <laughs> it's it's pretty creepy. I think part of the reason is the animation, which is just so yeah. realistic. Uh, also, quick shout out to that. The animation difference between 2002 and 2008 in yeah. this movie. Wow. They've grown. Oh, it's good in this movie. Like, yeah. It's serviceable. It, 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 I didn't mind it ever. Including the fact that the cat looked normal and uh-huh. not like a nightmare rabbit. <laughs> I am uh, enjoying this conversation so much more than our Rapunzel one because you actually <laughs> like the movie. Um, so this is really exciting for me. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a big uh, difference. So this yes. one was also animated by Mainframe. They had changed their name by that point. But yeah, they just got better apparently. That's good yeah. to know. Yeah, they, we learn, we grow. So we meet the ant. The ant's great. Uh, and basically, this is where we get the really important part of the movie, right? We get the theme of the movie, which is that the aunt used to tell her when she was a little girl that, quote, in a selfish world, the selfish succeed. Exactly. So then we meet the ghost of Christmas past. And this is where we are introduced to my favorite part of the movie, which is the designs of the ghosts. I love her. She's amazing. Really good. They keep with the kind of the fairy-esque design with the Ghost of Christmas Past, which I think is traditional and is good. That's the original Dickens design, and it's cool. It works. I don't know if she's supposed to be like a reference 
Um, yeah, I don't know. For example, in the Jim Carrey one, she moves like a candle. She she sort of acts like a candle in the wind, and she really hmm. dances like that. In this one, she just sort of seems like a fairy. Yeah. But I still liked it, to be honest. Her accent is amazing, and yes. I can't tell what it's supposed to be, but I love it. A lot of the accents in this movie, I was like, I don't know if this is 100% what I think it is. Like, I feel like it's, <laughs> it's got a little something else going on. I think they're just making up their own dialects. Agreed. So we meet the, the ghost of Christmas past, who takes us, obviously, to the past uh, Eden's Christmas, where we are introduced to the fact that her aunt doesn't like Christmas, I guess. She's just not on board. Uh, I think it, it's just that she wants Eden to be working every day of the year and she doesn't she shouldn't be taking a break for a holiday which takes us of course to the most important part of this movie so she goes to visit her friend's house Catherine's house Catherine's house yes they go there the family's super great they do a cute little dance they have a nice time they exchange uh-huh. gifts including the snow globe and it's great yeah i'm so glad that they bring the cat with um what's the cat's name uh Good question. Uh, I would love to know. Oh, uh, Chuzzlewitz. Chuzzle. I kept thinking they were saying her cat's name was Jesuit. And I was like, Barbie, I don't know if that's like a super <laughs> chill thing to name your cat in this movie. <laughs> I love the cat. He's great. Very much not annoying as com- uh, compared to either of the animals last time. Yeah, yeah. He or did a great job. Any of the three Great animals. acting. Yeah. <laughs> Kathleen Barr, also the voice of the Spirit of Christmas Present. So, shout out. Mm. Uh Here's why this whole sequence is important. Let's start off with what I assume we both agree on here. Eden and Catherine are in love, right? Gay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Catherine is 100% a a, a bisexual icon as of the end of this movie. Okay. Yes. Here's where I'm going for the first time. I mean, this is something you brought up to me probably a thousand times since I've known you. If two Mm -hmm. things happen in a movie, you're like, they're in love. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. It, you're just making things up. And no, most of the time, very clearly in you love. are making things up. No, never. Here's what I will say. For the first time, the text supports what you're saying. Uh-huh. In the original story, in the flashback sequence, part of the loss of Scrooge is that he does not end up going to the Christmas party he's trying to go to with the woman who he wants to be his wife. No fucking way. Very importantly, like she <laughs> is a love interest and a very important love interest. They meet early on and he falls in love with her and she shows him all of like the beauty of things and he begins to live life. And it oh, is through his boss's God. continued like basically pushing of the hoarding of wealth that he loses his humanity. And that is sealed in his denial of going to that event with her. And again, when that showed up on the screen, I was like, wait a minute. Is she not Holy only shit. the Bob Cratchit? She's also the love interest role? Like It would seem so. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. This is a beautiful piece of queer cinema. I was on board. I was like, this is a wild change. And kudos to the writers of this movie. Wow. Also, yeah. like, I mean, even not knowing the story, just, like, seeing this, like, beautiful friendship where Catherine she she sees the good in Eden and she doesn't leave her side I say friendship wink wink um you know I I feel like even without the the backstory it's still kind of you you can see some some romance there for sure so we leave Christmas past we go to Christmas present this is my I think favorite of the ghosts I love her. Such a cool design. 
I want to be her. Such a cool design. So traditionally, the Ghost of Christmas Present looks like Santa Claus. Uh-huh. And I was sort of expecting them to do Santa Claus, but they didn't. And I actually love what they did. I don't know if you have the same reading I do, but I think she's supposed to be a Christmas tree, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think so. That is or awesome. Like her, her dress is right. like That's one. so yeah. cool because basically yeah. what they're doing is Santa Claus is supposed to represent the spirit of Christmas in that sense. And in this case, they're still doing that, but they're choosing a different icon. In this case, the tree itself. And that's such an interesting idea. Loved Genius. it. Loved it. Such a different, unique take. I also love the floating instruments. Um, yes. It adds a really nice touch. <laughs> yep. So they go explore the, you know, they go see what's going on and basically – uh, Catherine's doing good stuff for orphans and we, we go see in the workshop and basically they're all like, Hey, you know who sucks? Eden. Uh, that's kind of it. Uh, honestly, yeah. the, the present I think was the lowest point of the movie. And by that, I just mean, it's sort of the chillest. It's like a, I'm not really that connected to it. We already kind of knew this. Yeah. I guess except for the orphanage part. We didn't know that Catherine was exactly. like trying to help. Right. All so that, that brings in what's obviously going to come later of like, here's the point of why we're telling the story. Uh, but again, Ghost of Christmas Present, great. So Mm -hmm. then we meet the Ghost of Christmas Future. And I just want to quickly read what I wrote here uh, in case you feel similar things. I said, okay, the Ghost of Christmas Future is cool as hell. Also, hot as blazes. Yes. Uh, She's nice and not the Grim Reaper. Yeah, I like that she's not scary and that she's Yeah, (laughs) and this is what I was trying to figure out is what is she supposed to be? Because her design is, A, really interesting. Really, really interesting. It sort of seems like we broke genre for a second, like a different property. She comes out mm. of this portal like a super cool wizard from like a high fantasy thing. I She's sort of dressed like she's supposed to be a Christmas lamppost. And her staff kind of has the light, i.e. like an old-timey oil lantern. Did you get that at all? Other than that, I can't tell what she's supposed to be. I kind of felt like she's just supposed to be like – Still kind of Christmassy, but just a little bit more, like, solemn. So they didn't take it the scary route, but they did take it more the, like, serious route. So I'll get you I'll, – I'll, I'll agree with you there. Like, she's wearing more of a formal dress. Um, but my confusion is still she carries this – The lamppost Incredible yeah. staff and also has, like, a really cool-looking hood thing. There's not a mm-hmm. lot of good pictures online, so it's not – it's kind of hard to actually like get across, but she also has a, a, a like a holly bow that connects her yeah. cloak. So cool. Um, I'm not gonna lie. The first thing I thought when I saw her was, I really want to run a, 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 a like a Christmassy D and D one shot now. She'd uh-huh. be such a cool design for a Christmas based wizard or something. Oh my god! God, Would she's love cool. To participate in that. <laughs> oh, she's so cool. She's great. I liked her. Um, yeah, I don't know what the lamp post thing is supposed to. I don't know if it's supposed to like literally represent something, or if sure. it's supposed to be like you know the the light is guiding you into the future or something. Right. I don't know. But again, beautiful, beautifully designed, yeah. really, really yeah. cool. All of this made me more pissed at Rapunzel. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, I, I think a lot of it was because we talked about last time that they like don't use her hair, but for once. And yeah. there's no design. It's just like, here's a dress. You can tell that they, they like, thought a lot about everything. Oh, really loved that. Uh, and then she takes her into the future. And this is where the Barbie franchise decides to make a very hardcore philosophical decision. 
they do not believe in determinism. That was so interesting. Mm. That's never Mm -hmm. the case. She takes her to like a time tunnel because she's a very powerful wizard. (laughs) As she's bringing her through the time tunnel, she describes that there are many possible futures split across all these different possible decisions, which is A, really cool. I love split timeline stuff. And B, that means the Barbie franchise doesn't believe in determinism. Which might lend itself to our theory about... You know, split yes. timelines. At one yes. point, maybe there was one Barbie that split into a bunch of different Barbies. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, You've brought me to what is the most important part of this podcast, which uh-huh. is my head cannon. Great. <laughs> I don't know what Happy the other stories are in Barbie. So I don't know, like, what the oldest one is. But I uh-huh. do know this. I think Eden might have been Barbie Prime. Because huh. she had okay, access okay. to the time tunnel, which is what That's I'm calling true. it. So maybe this wizard, the the ghost of Christmas future, maybe she's the the mastermind behind all of this because she must have been the, the one that, that exactly yes. the one that created multiple. <laughs> yes, bodies. exactly. Literally, the minute they opened it up, they're like, "There are many different futures." I I like shouted out loud. I was like, "Oh my god! Like, <laughs> this is it. This is everything we've been talking about." Wow. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm never more positive. Uh, anyway, I just find that fascinating. It, it means that Barbie's taking weirdly like a stance on the philosophy of time and also technically religion. It means it yeah. also ignores religious determinism. Like it's way to go, Barbie. Fascinating. Yeah. Cool stuff. Um, I didn't really fully understand the future part. I'm not gonna lie. Well, it's that it's that all of her so she fires everyone that works for her and is in her show. So she has to find other people that will be her opening acts. And yeah, so then she gets a hypnotist and uh, performing dogs and it doesn't work out. Um, And then she, you know, her her act fails and she's no longer a star because nobody wants to work with her anymore. Then we get to the actual end. Which is. I don't mean the very end. I mean, like, obviously the culmination of it all, which I uh, – wow. My notes are are singing in this little notepad that I wrote down. <laughs> I cannot tell you how thrilled I was, especially in comparison. Mm. I, I – I'm not trying to exaggerate here. I, I actually really like this ending as an ending, not as a Barbie ending, as a piece of film writing. I really like the ending uh-huh. where the idea here – isn't that what makes her decide not to be terrible isn't necessarily their mortality because in 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 the traditional version the reaper shows scrooge his right. grave and tells him right. that no one and came to the cares. funeral right yeah. and no one came no one cared except for cratchit cratchit's the only one who actually said like you know we're going to we're going to basically shed a tear for scrooge tonight and his wife uh, my favorite one is when it's minnie in the disney version is like absolutely not go to hell which i just love that minnie mouse is like screw you uh love it <laughs> the point is in this one it's not her mortality and i don't even think it's necessarily her destitution that is the problem because it is in that poor state that she has to go seek out catherine right. none of that is what makes it change it's, it's the moral catherine. it's the moral death of her friend oh Absolutely fascinating. That is such a cool switch in order to basically make it that it's – it feels more selfless where it's basically not even about her. It's more of like a – it doesn't really matter what my life ends up being. She cannot bring herself to see Catherine end up in that horrible way because basically the implication is that Catherine becomes a monster. 
Right. And also, like, her whole Ugh. life, Catherine has kind of been, like, this emblem of goodness right. and, like, joy for her. And yes. love, romance. Yes. Um, and to see and, that light yeah. go out is a worse fate than her own destitution and her own lack of, of, again, popularity and fame and everything else. That is what causes the change. That is the catalyst. That yeah. was so cool. I can't even begin to describe it. I really liked it. Yeah. Like, it's wow. not even about the orphans. Not so really. God, I loved it. I that Yeah, it's a little bit about the orphans because we hear that yeah, if once Catherine was fired, then she wasn't able to help the orphanage, and then the orphanage shut down, and all the orphans are out on the streets, and she wasn't able to adopt Tammy. Right, but we still the the, the switch itself still does not come until we see the full level of monster, and that's just so right, interesting. Right. I really feel like this episode. Um, I I already kind of said this. I am loving just um, <laughs> listening to you the talk energy. about how much you love this movie, and me just saying okay. Yeah, because <laughs> I agree. Because I think it's yeah. great. <laughs> no, this was a really good one. I mean, you know, yeah. again, there's some silly stuff here and there, and it's I recognize it's there's still parts of it that are obviously just about here's a silly antic for kids. There's one dog chasing. They do a good job of not making the animals too too much. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I I just the I think the maybe the other problem is I might be I did not like. Rapunzel. So I think this might also be a case of comparison where maybe if I get through some more Barbie movies, it will turn out that Christmas Carol isn't as good as I thought because maybe there are others that are actually also really well written. I think I think there are a couple there are a couple that are also very good. I think this might be as good as you think it is though. It's good. I mean <laughs> th- really this good. is the closest I have felt to Barbie Dreamhouse. I've been chasing that high. Uh-huh. Yeah. And this is oh, give me a some we'll good get taste. There. Yeah. Um my final note in the world of that story was that it ends with the cat eating a lot of cookies. And I'm very afraid of that because I think the cat's gonna die. I don't think the cat should be eating so many cookies. They might contain no, chocolate. Eden, I think the cat's gonna be fine. Eden needs to pay attention to 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 Jesuit her cat because Chessy. it's that's not good for Jesuit the cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh so then we back out in the real world. And uh, Shelly's like, hey, you know what? It is good to pay attention to other people's joy and not just my own. I'm I'm a selfish six-year-old and I won't do that anymore. And then uh-huh. it doesn't matter because we're introduced to Nikki? Oh, yeah. 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 Nikki, who's obviously supposed to be Catherine, which means yeah. Barbie, Barbie's Barbie. friend Nikki? Uh-huh. Barbie's wink, friend wink. Nikki? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I'm just fascinating. They they imply at the end that Barbie is Eden or was Eden or is descended from Eden or what the hell ever. Uh huh. And then ten seconds later, we're introduced you know, to Nikki. Queerness runs in the family, so it's genetic. I think um, my my bigger thing here is no matter how you slice it, the implication is still there. Because the other right. thing I can think of is that the wink at the end is that basically Barbie made up the story on the spot. And that the snow globe itself was was mm. made up as an item in the story, and here it is. But and in she that case, probably drew from her real life. Exactly. In that case, we still meet Nikki, and they drop it in relation to Catherine, which means it's obvious she's supposed to be drawing from Nikki. So that means the implication is still holding. Right. I also i I have questions about um, whatever that 
like home situation is because so so Me Barbie too. and Shelly live in this <laughs> fancy place and yeah. Nikki has a key question mark and can just yes. waltz in at any point and be like where are my best girlfriends? Wink, right. wink. Now, at the um, beginning, Barbie also says that all of their family and friends are already there. Uh-huh. So Except for Nikki. Does Shelly live with Barbie and not their parents? Are Barbie's it's, parents dead? It's always kind of confusing. We never know. Like, yeah. to your point about Nikki having the key, the same idea. Like, wait, but why wouldn't the parents leave with the kid then? I don't understand. The parents are always kind of just, they're just never mentioned. So either they could have like, maybe they do exist and they just like are never seen. And Barbie just happens to be like the main babysitter for Kelly, Shelly, or who knows? It's, oh, it's very confusing. My God. What? I figured it out. What? Are Barbie and Shelley's Kelly's parents ever actually mentioned? Ever? No. No. That's because there are no parents. Here we go. I got it. Oh, it's okay. all it's all coming together <laughs> in my brain. I got okay. it. A lich is a thing that I think was invented by D&D. I could be wrong. Don't tweet me. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, a lich is like a super powerful magic person. Oh, no. You know what it is? Uh, J.K. Rowling stole it. It's Voldemort. It's okay. basically a, a a being that is so powerful in magic that they decide to become immortal. And in order to do that, they basically store their soul in something else. And the process of doing that usually makes them into a very scary-looking monster that I plan on throwing at you guys one day in the campaign. Great. <laughs> the point being, I'm pretty sure that that's what Shelly Kelly is. Mm. I think the reason there's no parents and the reason that Barbie <laughs> is immortal is because Barbie's just raising a new host for herself now i'm not gonna so as far as say that barbie is evil i think barbie might be a good lich but i think barbie's just she's growing a new husk for her to store her soul in interesting and that's why Um, she's immortal and that's why she's able to live across many different worlds and i think we're looking at different versions of barbie lich okay the only thing is uh-huh. There, there are movies. No, go Barbie ahead. Movies. Show me the show me the hole in my story. Go okay. ahead. Try to the disprove singular, it. The one hole <laughs> um, is that there are Barbie movies that take place in the same time period, but it's different Barbies. So there still has to be multiple Barbies in order to make that work. It's not one Barbie being immortal. You know? Right. Okay. So it's either that she's a lich or that something terrible happened at a previous point to Barbie yeah. and Kelly Shelley's. Shelly is either Barbie's daughter or Shelly has parents that Barbie's not telling her about or well, something you know across every dimension. Something interesting is that um, Eden also does not have parents because she lives with her aunt and her parents are nowhere to be seen. So that kind of helps with the whole idea of Barbie being Eden and yeah. neither of them have parents, and at some point they go into the time Bingo. tunnel, and so multiple who is Shelly again? Is Shelly maybe a, a younger version of Barbie that she's basically molding so that she can continue the mm. line? Is she some other individual that she maybe, picked up along the way, a la Doctor Who? Uh, maybe Kelly is Kelly slash Shelly. Oh, maybe there's two separate people. Like that's how my there's point. Multiple I, yeah, I think there's multiple um, Shelly Kellys. But maybe they also came out of the time tunnel and 
you know, maybe every time a new Barbie emerges from the time tunnel, they start as babies. And so that's then exactly what I'm getting just, at. And she has okay, to great. she has to foment her to adulthood, right? She has uh-huh. to she has to literally incubate her. And 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 her younger self is talking all kinds of nonsense that she can't paint, that she doesn't believe that poor people deserve things. And yeah, Barbie and has, has to be to like, listen, you Barbie can knows. paint and you can do it with this powerful magical artifact that I kept. And also yeah. Poor people do deserve things, and you know that because here's my girlfriend from the past. (laughs) And we're in love, and that's the true meaning of Christmas. (laughs) So this is straight nonsense. This has been nothing, but I'm pretty sure it's right. I feel good about this. (laughs) I do, too. This is actually helping to solidify some of my confusion about other movies. So. I think uh, this is going to be something we have to really keep building. We're going to have to keep making sure this fits because I feel very passionate that this is true. I do too. I think you're right. I would imagine that Barbie Dreamhouse definitely fits in, mostly because the house itself is sentient and is coded after HAL 9000, which is a sentient evil AI. So I have no doubt that this is somehow connected to the magic of Barbie Dreamhouse. I think we're going to have to create like a whole timeline so oh, that we can like really solidify beautiful. this concept beautiful and what Great. what is this thing currently called is this just the the barbie theory i don't know sure. what to call it the barbie verse we'll we can Un- come up with a better name i, the, I feel good about barbie the unified barbie verse theory <laughs> yeah perfect yeah i like it <laughs> so yeah i mean the final note i wrote here was um the person who did the credits name was michael douglas and it was mm. funny to watch Michael Douglas's name be in a Barbie movie, even though I'm sure it's not It's probably a different famous one. actor Michael Douglas, but I <laughs> yeah. enjoyed seeing it. Yeah. Wow. He does great work. <laughs> so, Carrie, how do you feel about, after watching it again, uh-huh. how do you feel about Barbie uh, in A Christmas Carol? How many, um, I don't know, time tunnels? What should be our, our marker this time? How many uh, orphans would you give it? <laughs> yeah, I would give this... I think like 4.5 orphans. 4.5 orphans. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Because um, I need to leave room to grow for my, my favorites. <laughs> right. I I think I'm with you there. I think I, I don't ever like doing 0.5s. It doesn't really make sense, but I just don't. So okay. I'm going to – I think Dreamhouse is still my, my compass. That's my compass rose. That is a 5. So I'm going to say that this is a solid four orphans, uh, four Christmas orphans. Um, Wow. It's going to be hard to top this one. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm feeling jazzed after this one. I can't wait to try to top this. Um, I I think you're going to be very disappointed when you try to go show me the classics and they don't match up. Well, I can't wait to fit Nutcracker into this theory because it is an absolute mindfuck. Okay, um, I'm psyched for that. It's going to be great. So, uh, uh, take it away, Carrie. What kind of games okay. do we have today for A Christmas Carol? So, we've got Fuck, Mary Kill once again. Um, so, this time, Fuck, Mary Kill, The Dancing Twins, The Jester, and Catherine's Boyfriend. Well, okay, well, there's, I mean, okay, <laughs> there's an obvious answer here. Uh-huh. There's a there's the obvious answer that I feel like no one is surprised that would be yeah. given here, which is that I think I'm gonna give the same answer. <laughs> it's it's the twins, the boyfriend, and the jester in that order, uh, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's undeniable. I think I think I would agree with that. 
Um, Catherine's boyfriend seems like he would be a great husband because, you know, he's so caring and, you know, he clearly is willing to to do um, kind gestures for the person he loves. And, you know, I, I, I would love to be married to that. <laughs> um, okay. Then we've got another fuck Mary Kill, <laughs> okay. which is the ghost of Christmas present, the ghost of Christmas future, and Eden. I didn't include the first ghost because I think she's a child. Um, so Christmas present, Christmas future, and Eden. Instead of the Eden, make it the ant. Well, I feel aunt like that's too Ida easy because nobody wants no no. You don't want to be. It's too easy to kill the ant. It's too easy to kill Eden. Let's be honest. <laughs> I tried to make it a little bit harder. <laughs> I think it's got to be. I think it's got to be Catherine if you want to make this hard. Okay, fine, Catherine. Because we're both <laughs> killing Eden. Eden is not good in comparison to the other two. Uh, okay. You would kill Eden as opposed to, or I'm sorry, you would choose to not kill Eden as compared to the Ghost of Christmas Present. Because uh, I know you're not killing the Ghost of the Future. I would maybe kill the Future just because she's so scary. <laughs> what? She's so beautiful, and she controls the staff to the time tunnel. She's so beautiful. I mean, I know that I could never even kill her because I know she's too powerful, and yeah. you know I could never beat her. But I would probably try just because she scares me a lot. Um, okay, well, I'm going to stick with your original group then. Obviously, obviously, I am choosing the Ghost of Christmas Future as my uh, 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 night companion. Because she's so powerful, and she could take me through the time tunnel. The Ghost Uh of Christmas Present, I love her outfit. She's jolly as all hell. Seems like a joy. Yeah, that's who I'm marrying. Eden is out. Eden provides nothing to me. And if Catherine was in the mix instead of Eden, would that change things? Yeah. Would you kill Christmas Present? Yeah. <laughs> but here's the question. I don't know who I'm marrying. I don't know if it's Catherine or Eden. I do think that's tough. No, Catherine or Christmas Future. Sorry, Catherine or Christmas Future. I don't know who I'm marrying in that case. It's Okay. I it's... think I would marry Christmas Future in that Oh jeez. Wait. No, I just Okay, I'm not sure what my ah. I <laughs> I need to think about this. Um <laughs> Okay. I think I would I would maybe consider marrying Christmas Future. It's between marry and kill. Um, because if I'm going to spend any time with her, I want it to spend I want to spend my whole life with her so that I can explore the time tunnel. But like if it's only for one night, like you're not gonna like learn that much in one night. Um, so Do you think she would make you immortal if you married her? Probably. I'll that take seems that. like a good reason. And then Catherine I mean, that'll be a fun night. Yeah. Okay, that sounds great. And then we just great. step over the Ghost of Christmas Present and also Amazing. <laughs> Sorry, Christmas um, Present. Christmas Present, I want you to know you were – it was tough. It was a tough second choice. You will be missed. I really liked her. <laughs> okay. Um, my next question is, would you rather have three Christmas ghosts floating above you singing We Wish You a Merry Christmas forever or have chains of selfishness floating around you forever? Chains of selfishness. I knew you would say that. I not want even the singing a, not ghosts. even a question. I like. I this, want the singing ghosts. I like this ongoing game of you asking a question that you definitely know the answer to, <laughs> and that I think most people in the audience would agree with you. And the uh, the 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 quickness with which I will choose the one that you're not supposed to choose. I yes. like that as an ongoing game. I'm looking forward to that being replicated. 
Yep, you are. Yeah, it changes itself. A weirdo. If I have to listen to those three sing to me day in and day out, I'm going to lose my mind. Chains. I know you would, but I would have a great time. Chains are useful. I can tie them around the the jack of a truck, and I can pull things. I think they're I... like spectral chains, though. I don't know that you can actually use them for things. They're just floating around you. Well, I don't know. I can swing them around and stuff. <laughs> Okay. You know, I could play. I can play uh, 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 ju- uh, jump rope. I don't know why yeah. I said it. I could play jump rope. Is that <laughs> whatever you say? <laughs> a double dutch. Uh huh. You could. Okay. Um, okay. My last question is: um, When you die, what holiday are you coming back as a ghost of, and who are you coming back to haunt? Oh, this is a good question. Thank you. You brought your A game with this one. I did. Do you have an answer? I know for certain that I'm coming back as a ghost of Christmas, obviously, because Christmas is my shit. Okay, and... but which one are you? Are you a past, present, future? Uh, probably past, just okay. because I love the tradition. The past, and yeah. <laughs> and who are you haunting? To... A, a problematic extent, um, and I am coming back to haunt. I probably Sarah, my sister, just because I know that <laughs> it would be it. I can scare Sarah um, without it being, you know, like a point of contention between us. Like you would want to be contentious to the person you're haunting, right? Like I can haunt, <laughs> but like in a fun way. <laughs> You've really revealed your personality in this answer. Thanks. I don't want to. I don't want to make them mad when I haunt them forever. Right. Well, because you know, I want to keep a good family relationship. relationship, but like, I also do want to do some fun, light haunting. I think that I would be the ghost of Black Friday, <laughs> and I think it would be probably of the future. And I okay. think that it wouldn't – I don't know if I would choose one person in particular. I think I would choose one ravenous person, quite like myself when I was younger, who like like the night before, they're just wringing their hands after Thanksgiving dinner and they're like, mm, I can't wait <laughs> to get up and go buy that that TV that's 65 inches because I currently have a 60-inch and it's going to be X dollars off and it's an element TV at Target. That's and then the I'm going to show up. And I'm going to be wearing a a deal sign and nothing Mm -hmm. else. And I'll say, listen, Bob, that's not a very good deal. You know that they reduce their prices long before Black Friday. In fact, if you wait until after the Super Bowl, you're likely to get better prices, Bob. And then I'll take Bob with me to the future and I'll show him that truth. And he will be Mm -hmm. shocked into it and it'll make him stop worshiping Black Friday. So, so as the ghost of Black Friday, you're trying yeah. to turn people away from celebrating Black Friday. I don't know about celebrating as much as worshiping. You know, like okay. I, you know, I, I, I like to. I went to Target. I got two board games. Because... Okay, so your goal is not to get people to stop shopping. It's yeah, just to I don't think so. I think it's more of like deals. I used to wake up at like four a.m. to go wait in line just so I could buy Blu-rays, and I would do that again without a hesitation. But they don't have them anymore. So a better example would be if I did that for like a blender. But you know what? I don't need a blender at 4 a.m. Like, no, you don't. Make better choices and don't don't trample people for it. And and Agreed. I think that's what my goal would be, would be to show them like, hey, that deal is going to come in the future. Basically, I'm a ghost version of that app 
on any browser that just tells you whether or not there's a better deal at some point. Oh, honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, I would love to be haunted by you. Oh, wait, but who are you haunting? You. Oh, uh, Bob, the guy who's obsessed with the TV. Well, no. What about a person <laughs> that you know that who would you haunt? Uh, no one else cares as much as I do, but Black Friday, literally no one. I, I, I would have <laughs> to find strangers. I don't think it's going to be someone I know necessarily. I think it's going to be like a, uh, it's a roll the dice situation. It's like a okay. Santa Claus gives me the naughty list and I like pick someone on the list every year. And I have to do that until I save one of them. Wow. Kind of a thing, you know? A hero. In this future, it kind of sounds like it is something really bad. It sounds like a 30 silver pieces of Judas situation. I don't know. Uh (laughs) I don't know what to do about this. Yeah. Stay tuned for um, when we'll be coming back to haunt all of you in our audience. Um, It's going to be great. (laughs) So this has been Barbie in A Christmas Carol, our first of the Barbie Christmas movies uh, that we'll be covering uh, December Uh, We wish we could do something not Christmas, but take it up with Mattel. Not our decision. Um, But uh, you can find us on all kinds of places. You can find our podcast on Spotify and also Apple Podcasts, and that's it currently. But I will make it happen other places. You can also follow our social media um, on Instagram. We are at BarbiePod. Um, yep, we're going to be starting a Twitter here very soon at Barbie Pod as well. Uh, that'll be a good place to find new drops too. Um, and yeah, you could also just search for us on Anchor. You'll see uh, if you just anchor uh, Barbie as the podcast princess, you will see our site, for lack of a better word, and it'll have like links to our Instagram and stuff like that. Um, so you're welcome to do that as well. And if you have any you know, movies that you have a burning passion for us to cover, let us know. You let message us, know. us. That's how we'll we'll do it. Yeah. And um, I believe our next episode is going to be Barbie Nutcracker, um, which I am absolutely so excited about. Um, it's my favorite one. It's going to be great. Can't wait to get Eric's thoughts on it and watch him uh, tear my dreams to shreds. Um Yep, it's going to be great. Come back for another episode. <laughs> uh, well, thank you again, Carrie, uh, for, for joining me for another episode. Uh, no and another journey down the Barbie time tunnel. May you all be visited by the ghost of Christmas Future and her time tunnel. Happy haunting. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.